Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. And welcome back. It's Jennifer Bukowski filling in on Wake Up in Missouri alongside Taylor Burks, former Boone County clerk. Good morning. Good morning. And we are joined by Missouri Times publisher Scott Fawn. Scott usually comes on on Mondays and he's back again. Welcome to the show, Scott. Good Monday morning. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to Taylor. I haven't seen you in a while, bud. Scott, I saw you across the room at the governor's mansion for the, the tree lighting thing. My wife wanted to take the boys down, so I I didn't expect to uh, to interact, but uh, I saw you sooner than you've seen me. <laughs> you know what's great about that? The tree lighting and the, the things they do at the mansion. The Parsons actually would stand there all night. The governor was there. want to see everybody. He was there shaking I mean, hands. and Yep, absolutely. I've seen people go through that line at 9.30 at night, and they act like they're just happy to see the person that came through at 6. It is it is fun to, they're, whatever you think about the governor's politics, they are two people that truly love to see folks come to that people's mansion. And it, it is a nice thing to watch. You're, you're right. Well, Scott, this uh, story broke. We talked about it a little bit on Friday when uh, Jacob Shelp was oh, here. Can, can I clear up one story from earlier that John had first? I did not know she had a girlfriend. I mean, that guy showed up with the knife. Oh, I had no idea. Oh, no. <laughs> He's referring. Thank you for the clarification. Okay. Yeah, well, no problem. I just wanted to make sure my reputation was <laughs> an appropriate amount sullied. <laughs> well, Scott, uh, this Missouri House Democrat was kicked off all of her committees for posting a photo with an alleged Holocaust de- denier. Did you see this? Rep- state rep. Sarah Unsicker of St. Louis County, she's running for attorney general, and Crystal Quaid removed her from all of her committees for merely posting a picture of herself with a couple of guys that are allegedly Holocaust deniers, but the post itself didn't say anything anti-Semitic or it referenced the Holocaust in any way. So what do you know about this situation? Well, I think, you know, it would be so interesting to hear um, Brian Hallsworth describe Sarah Unsinger. Brian is so professional and nice. Um, Sarah Unsinger, I'll, I'll try the uh, white trash hillbilly description. She's a little different. Um, she's a very, very intelligent person on public policy. Now, you know, to be kidding with you, a lot of times I don't agree with her conclusions, but she's a highly, highly intelligent uh, lady and legislator. However, sometimes um, you can be uh, too smart for your own good. You know what I mean? But Jacob mentioned something like she's socially awkward or is that? I think that's fair to say. And and she's always been very nice and professional to me. I have no ill will towards her whatsoever. And I don't want to misquote Jacob. I I don't know if he said that exact phrase, but it's something that indicated that maybe she's not the most. What? I'm sorry. If, if Jacob said that he's right, if, if you need somebody to say the facts, she is a little socially awkward. That's just a fact. Um, these two guys are your conspiracy theorists. You know, they're uh, you're you're kind of Trump supporter. There's always something. You know, if there's a problem, don't you know? We'll tell you who to blame. Make sure it's not you. 
Uh, I, but no, isn't I, that I, drastic I, to remove her yeah, from I, all of her committees when all she did was post a picture with guys that have said bad things in the past? I, I know, you know, having taken a number of photos with people, like if I'm held to account with everyone who stands next to me and, yeah. and posts a photo, you, you lose committee assignments, you that lose pretty severe. standing in a caucus. Like there's got to be more to it than just she posted well, she a photo with some crazies. They, they come up and said they were federal FBI informants. And I'll, I'll just tell you. If it is true that these are FBI informants, it kind of gives you some insight into why the FBI is in the shape it's in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. she, she defended her right to be friends with them. And I'll say, hey, what, but you got to say, it's like Robespierre. I mean, he sent a lot of folks to the guillotine. The woke eats their own. I mean, if you're woke long enough, it will come back and mm-hmm. bite you. And she said silent while a lot of this silly woke stuff happened. And, and I, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, did anybody feel bad when Robespierre went to the guillotine? Does anybody feel bad <laughs> when Sarah, when the woke eats their own sicker? I mean, I, I, I just think that woke, I, I agree with you, Taylor. It, it seems a little ridiculous, but I mean, if, this, if you sat by and watch other people's careers be eaten up by this silly woke ridiculousness, no one's going to feel too bad when your career is eaten up by it. Huh. And we have uh, Brian Houseworth in the studio. I think he has a question for yeah, you, Yeah, absolutely, Scott. And I don't know. Actually, two really quick questions. I don't know. Does the speaker have any say on that? Or can Leader Quaid do this on her own? And then I had a follow-up about Bob Onder. But do, do you? Do, I'm assuming the, the minority leader can remove Representative Unsicker on her own. Or does she have to? does the speaker have any say in this? Uh, the speaker could weigh in. Normally, the, the uh, speaker gives the flow leader sway. It's the one thing they do allow the, the flow leader to do is, is assign their own committees. And uh, usually the speaker will let someone, let the flow leader uh, decide who's on a committee. In this case, I would, would shock me if um, the speaker wants to weigh in and get in the middle of that. I think he'll probably give her, give, give minority leader Quaid sway to do what she wants on it. And again, what's this his problem? I mean, it's not like Dean Plocker woke and wanted to cancel everybody at the drop of the hat. So mm-hmm. I, again, I, I don't. I think there's people that feel like the situation is a little extreme. I also feel like there's a lot of folks who are like, well, you sit there real quiet when all these other people were having there when when the woke was devo- was devouring Bob Burns for going on a radio show and all these other things that also seemed equally as ridiculous. You know, if you're going to sit there and let it happen to other people. Don't whine when the woke eats you. And Scott, yeah, and I again, I've not seen a case quite like this on the, I can't remember a, a member in, in recent memory being removed from assignments like this, but again, it's, it's, it's kind of. Bob a, Burns was on a radio show. Yeah, that's. Promoting a charity for veterans. I do remember. And the that. woke ate him alive. And Bob Burns is a heck of a guy. Did I'm they remove him from all his committees? Mm, I believe. He came out of the caucus. Yeah, uh-huh. he, he was, he, that was, that was a couple of years ago, but yeah, I do remember that. Uh, Scott, real quick, Senator Onder is, um, gonna make an, a uh, quote unquote campaign announcement in Richmond Heights this morning. Can't, I'm a, you know, it sounds like Lieutenant Governor. Um, that's, that's what we're, we're, you know, we're at least hearing. Um, what, what's your sense? Can he win, can he win a statewide race? Oh, 100%. I mean, I, we're actually, he's making a, one of the, I don't know how many announcements he's making, he's making one at Missouri Right to Life yes. today. Yes, he And I, we're going to go live stream that from the Missouri Times social media stuff. But he, uh, he's going, uh, he's going to, he's, he's in. I'll tell you, there, there's two things. One, the guy uh, has a record. When you vote, he's got, he, he had two careers, right? He had one career where he was in Senate leadership, and him and Ron Richard, Mike Kehoe, Jay Watson, 
they were part of the crew leading a very effective Senate. He lost his leadership race. Then he, his record changed, and he voted no a lot, which in the modern-day Republican Party, voting no is popular. Um, he's got, a, he's got that, the, the last four years to kind of run on. He can raise money. Bob is a very effective politician, especially for the current mood of the Republican Party. He leads. He leads with the attack, which is what Republican primary voters want. Uh, there's two. There's two kind of outliers. A lot of folks have the the pedigree I just described. Bob Bonder has a brother, Jim. Hey, when I say rich, is not even doing it right. Jim's wealthy. Uh, his big Christmas parties Thursday night for the Andre Law Firm. Jim uh, had had a couple cases specifically protected in state law. Uh, he owes his brother, and if I had to guess, Jim could fund that race and not miss the money. And I say fund the race, I mean multiple millions fund the race and not miss the money. Bob Honors is a successful man in his own right. Number two, he, he ran for St. Charles County Executive for a few weeks uh, last cycle, and he dropped out at the end. He, jo- he dropped out the last day of filing. Now, I don't exactly know why he dropped out, but there's a reason he was going to run and didn't run. Now, whatever that reason is, will be interesting to know as time goes by. Uh, is that what, why he, why that wasn't the right time and this is? I think is a question someone's going to ask him at one of the stops today. What, why did you dip into that and then dip out? It could be Steve Elman's an old pro. They put a provision on the ballot that said you had to be a full-time county executive, and he might want to have kept his, his uh, positions practice going. If you're lieutenant governor, it's, as Roger Wilson famously pointed out, it's a part-time job. He could continue to be a physician. So uh, that might be why the, the, he didn't run last time and does run this time. But he's a formidable candidate. If Dean Plocker gets in, it's going to make it interesting. You have Holly Rader. Wildly, wildly talented politician. She can raise the money. She's the best of any of the three delivering a message. She got that southern draw that pulls in my heartstrings. Um, I would say Holly Rader is the favorite. If there's two guys in it, if it's just Ander and Holly Rader, that's a tougher match for her. Thank you, Scott. And Scott and John Marsh has a question for you, Scott. Yeah, Scott, thinking back, we were talking about Unsiker and her committee assignments. We remember something uh, that you guys sure reported last, uh, I guess what, uh, 2022 session. Mike Moon and his overalls had lost his committee assignments over that deal. Yeah, you know, I happen to be a big Mike Moon fan, and we hillbillies have to stick together. But he, I bet, it, I, I know if he had his marble back, he would not have walked in the Senate chamber. I mean, the House chamber, look. The House is sort of for guns and abortion, to pick on gay people. It's not particularly serious all the time. The Senate's a serious place. And I think I like Mike Moon a lot. I love overalls. Uh, anytime I interview Mike, I put my overalls on out of respect for the hillbilly culture. But he probably already have done that. Uh, in my mind, you can trash the house. You could probably graffiti the House chamber, and it's not nearly as bad as wearing overalls on the Senate floor. His filibuster at the time probably didn't help either, did it? No, he had it primed up to where they were going to come down on him. And, and that's one you notice not even his own conservative caucus members could, could uh, justify that move. That, that, did not, that did not go over well. Well, Scott, there's been a pre-filing of 1,028 bills and joint resolutions uh, for an unusual pattern. The Senate has actually pre-filed more than the House. Topics to be considered during the 2024 legislative session include everything from the elimination of the personal property tax. Gary Nolan would love that. 
property tax assessments, tax credit programs, sports wagering, and video lottery terminals, foreign ownership of land, election and initiative petition reform, and a plethora of bills affecting local governments and elementary and secondary education. Is there anything that you at the you and your reporters at the Missouri Times are particularly interested in following this section? We have about a minute left. Oh, I think everybody's going to give sports betting another run, right? I mean, it's one of the things. I bet if you if we went uh, if we went to any place here in Columbia or Ashland or wherever, folks would actually care about sports betting. I don't really see how it happens unless something drastically changes. Um, I, I think there's a, you know, the, the VLTs, the, the slot machines you see in the gas station that that kind of locked up, but yeah, I think regular folks would like to be able to bet on sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'll be, I think what you'll see is a lot of test runs and education bills, testing them out for next session. The first year of a new governor, uh, the, the charter folks will spend a lot of money getting their allies elected again. I think that bubble is going to burst. I think it'll burst next year. So I think you'll see a lot of test legislation and then you'll see the Hail Marys. You'll see the things that are pulled out. You know, you got a lot of seniors, folks leaving government. I think they'll try to pull that one more accomplishment off. Uh, and those are always dangerous times for the people of the state of Missouri. Amen. Indeed. Well, thank you so much for joining us again this week. Scott Fawn at the Missouri Times and you can find him on Twitter at what's your handle? It's at Scott Fawn. I don't have a clever one like you do. Yours makes more sense. And yeah, ASQ on fire does not play off well on the radio. That's my Twitter handle. And handles. Scott's great at getting folks fired up on Twitter, so good follow over there. Yeah, definitely. Well, Check just him a out. little hillbilly common sense usually ticks off my suburban friends. <laughs> Are we calling it Twitter, not X? Oh, Out of respect you know, for I'll Elon Musk, like I'll call it X. It's actually worse. I'll just say it. It's worse since he bought it. I wish he would have never bought it. Oh, my gosh. Those are fighting words, Mr. Hillbilly, Scott Fawn. All right. Elon Musk, but the facts are the fact. It's just worse. (laughs) I agree to disagree on that. And we got to run really quick, but we'll be back on What's Hot with Hannah on Wake Up Mid Missouri on the Zimmer Radio Network. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri. Words do matter when it comes to these guys. Welcome to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. And we're back. It's Jennifer (laughs) Bukowski filling in along with Taylor Burks. And it's time for What's Hot with Hannah. Hannah, go. Today is a very important day in what will be Missouri's history. Oh my goodness, what is it? (laughs) Taylor is with me on this. Jennifer, I don't know if you fully understand how important this is. (laughs) Explain it to me. (laughs) Springfield, they've been working on a big project over the last almost four years, and that has been the opening of Missouri's first Bucky's convenience store. Yeah. Why does it take four years to build a gas station? Because it's huge. It's gigantic. They, there's a new exit on 44. Like yeah. they had to do a bunch of infrastructure work. The governor went down there for the grand opening. Like the this governor is... goes to all kinds of stuff. <laughs> That's not a, a bar by yet. which we measure historic <laughs> events. But so, for a gas station. <laughs> right. Bucky's is kind of known for, to me, I've never been to one. But it seems like Bucky's is sort of a Walmart that's also a convenience store with gas pumps. Mm-hmm. Taylor, would you say that that's... Oh that's, my gosh, I just Googled accurate. it and they're expecting, and for Monday morning, today, 
Anticipate traffic backups yeah. because they're opening this gas station. The it says little badger is their symbol here. Like <laughs> he's a beaver with big teeth or a beaver with teeth. Yeah, yeah. So it looks Bucky's, like a cartoon. Yeah. Bucky's is more of like a southern United States chain, um, and slowly working its way up through the Midwest. And I'm super excited next time I go down to Springfield to stop in. Oh, but they the, even renamed the street. I bet. Yes, North the, Beaver Road. Where do you live, Beaver Road? <laughs> nope. <laughs> the uh, Springfield location itself is fifty-three thousand square feet, and there are over one hundred and twenty gas pumps at this location. It's open twenty-four hours a day, and as of six o'clock this morning, it is officially open. What are they going to do when we go all electric, though, with all Ooh. of those gas pumps? Yeah. I was thinking that because like, everyone's like, Good I can't point. believe these slot machines in the gas stations. And I drive a Tesla and I realize, I don't know when the last time in. I've gone inside a gas station. Because uh-huh. even if I'm in with, you know, one of our other cars, we'd pay the pump. But uh-huh. I'm going to have to go Bucky's- in and see these new casino rooms everyone's talking about. <laughs> Aren't they the ones who are famous for really weird flavored snacks and jerky and all that stuff? I wouldn't be surprised. They're yeah, also I think they are. They're sort of well known for their barbecue, which is kind of interesting for a gas station. Uh, and but I've come into Missouri and try to bring their game. Good yeah, luck, guys. Trying to bring Texas barbecue to Missouri, so hmm. we'll, well, we'll we'll see, see how it goes. That. But mm. I, uh, you said that there will be traffic backups, and I am one hundred percent sure that that is true. Wow, it's a big deal. Wow, and uh, I've said something I, on the break. Apparently, there's a hot mic, and Hannah heard me. But <laughs> I was channeling Stephanie Bell, catching up on my makeup, and I told Taylor, "I think men will start wearing makeup." I wonder what the callers think about this. Being like the, the social norm. Like I think they're going to get Botox. Everyone has cameras now, and guys are getting more self-conscious about their looks. I think within our lifetime, they'll start to start to pay more attention to their appearance. There you go, we'll John. Wait and see. Uh, text us and let us know if you agree. And we will be back with much more. Uh- their words are their responsibility. What you think, that's on you. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. And we're back on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Jennifer Bukowski filling in with Taylor Burks. And uh, we talked, I made a prediction over... <laughs> Just before the last break that I think within our lifetimes, men will be doing a lot more like wearing makeup. It'll be more like socially acceptable to carry a purse. I don't understand why guys don't already carry purses. (laughs) They want to. My husband wants to stick stuff in my purse. Like, where's your bag? dude? (laughs) I don't want him carrying a purse for the record. But uh, uh, we got Brett says, no, just no makeup for this guy. I'm pretty. Oh, so pretty. Just the way I am. And Chuck, the truck driver, agrees with you, Hannah, that Bucky's is the greatest. I mean, what other store boasts a jerky bar? That's what I'm Ooh, looking for. A jerky bar, yeah. And David said, I was at Bucky's this weekend in Denton, Texas. I've been to a few, few Bucky's. It's way overrated. Sounds that way to me, too. But I guess I should reserve judgment till I go to a Bucky's <laughs> myself. You gotta try it. Yeah, that's fair. Huh. I've heard you should all go at least once just for the experience. That's how they get you, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm not too worried about it. But uh, so last Friday, we had fun with this. Am I the A story about the grandma who only bought I love presents these. for the kids of the poor daughter not the rich daughter who married rich Mm. and said as much in front of the grandkids yeah so Mm. that was a wild story i've got another one for you guys are you ready i'm ready am i the a for refusing to make vegan mashed potatoes this woman (laughs) 
normally hosts Thanksgiving potluck style. She does the turkey and mashed potatoes for about 40 people. Um, and she doesn't mind, but she has got a younger brother who shows up empty handed to every holiday. He doesn't even buy Christmas gifts for people. Well, there's 40 people because he's mm. broke. That's fine, but it seems rude to the sister when everyone brings something, even if it's just a bottle of soda or wine. This year, he invited his girlfriend and demanded that he make part mm. of the mashed potatoes vegan. Normally, she wouldn't care, but he doesn't do anything, so why should she make a special dish for his girlfriend? Uh, they have an older brother who makes like ham and Brussels sprouts, so it's not like they're taught men can't cook. So she told her brother, if you want vegan mashed potatoes, bring them yourself. Make your own. And he called her the B word and is threatening not to come to Thanksgiving or threatened not to come. Oh, no. And her mom felt they should try to work it out. But she wouldn't back down. So she asked, am I the A? I think you're the a-hole if you force others to experience vegan mashed potatoes. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of the you parts like butter of... butter and milk in your <laughs> right. eggs, I guess. What's the Technically, point? vegan mashed potatoes would just be called... Potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> yeah, what do they put in those? I guess some sort it's of... Like, bake butter. him a baked potato and hand it to vegan milk it things. Yeah. Okay? They probably put <laughs> vegan butter and milk or whatever. Well, and I think if it was a smaller gathering... It would maybe be a little better to make the ask. Mm-hmm. But, but it's not that hard if just you're at the final stage, just put like a little bowl of them and mash them with a fork and just be like, here you go. Here you go. Exactly. There's salt and pepper and potatoes. Those are vegan. I also think if you have a special dietary like request or yeah. requirement, you could also bring your own. Bring it yourself. That's and that's true. what she's asking. She's not the a-hole. It's her brother's the a-hole. I'm going to push back. I'm going to push back Ooh, on this. Okay. Spicy. I'm an older sister. And uh, <laughs> I don't look it, though. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. I uh, I think that she needs to take into consideration his immaturity and people who are that age just like, it sounds like he's like 18 to 22 years old. Hey he just now has hey, a girlfriend. Hey. It's not worth it to cause family rifts over will you just set aside a cup of potatoes and whip them up and cause your brother not to come to Thanksgiving, cause your mom all of this heartache. Their mom's probably not sleeping at night because the sister couldn't be the bigger person and just be like, fine, whatever, just put up with it. I think that she should have been the bigger person here. I'm not saying that she... Is the only one in the wrong. The brother's selfish, obviously. But let us know. We can send text to us at 573 874 Hey, someone no says. No kidding. Oh. I'd say just tell the girlfriend that, oh, yeah, those are vegan. Yeah. Just go on. Those are the best vegan potatoes she ever had. That'd be a good AMI the A thing right there. Am I the A for telling my brother's girlfriend that these were the vegan mashed potatoes? <laughs> That's terrible. John, what's the worst that's going to happen to her? It's like she has a milk allergy or something. Well, you don't know that. I mean. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. (laughs) That's funny. I like that idea. Lactose intolerant. She goes running from the table to the bathroom, I guess. (laughs) I just think it's a family relations are precarious, and I hate to see families fall out over something as trivial as this. And so if I were at this girl's friend and i like i do host big groups not 40 that's impressive wow but i would encourage her to just like put up with the younger brother like oh he feels broke and whatever he doesn't want to be adulting yet i guess and the girlfriend he has is annoying but 
he's pretty young as his first girlfriend. He's going to like, that is just the age where they'll be like, it's us against the world. And they'll stop mm-hmm. showing up to stuff. You they'll know? elope and do other <laughs> yeah. stupid stuff. It's funny because you mentioned that the sister was saying that the brother could at least bring like a bottle of soda or something like that. Uh, in my family, my dad was the ice and soda guy. Yeah. For family functions yeah. for quite a while, and I think he's slowly passing the torch over to my twenty-year-old brother. Yeah, uh-huh. and my brother's starting to wear that as a badge of honor. Like, yep, I'm the ice guy. I'll, I'll <laughs> show up with ice. <laughs> yeah, you know, this sister could have had a conversation in advance to be like, "Hey, how about napkins? Can you bring nap? Can you handle napkins? Yeah, can you bring some napkins? Like, there are easier things that are not expensive that he could do to contribute, but to just all of a sudden then lose it over this. Did you have conversations in? Before this happened, before you got, and you get stressed out getting ready for the holidays. I understand that. Like I sent a snappy text to a friend of mine, like, I can't help you with this right now. I'm getting ready for Thanksgiving of 18 people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I, I think we could say that there was probably an overreaction on both sides. Yeah. And so maybe nobody potatoes. is, but yeah, if you have any thoughts on it, text us. In the meantime, we also have some good news uh, out of the Boone County court system. Uh, there are now going to be defendant-friendly pro se forms. Pro se is when someone represents themselves, and all the forms are always geared for, like, in landlord-tenant situations for the tenant. Well, now, thanks to uh, Associate Circuit Court Judge Kayla Jackson-Williams, who's a friend of mine. She's yeah, been on Kayla's this program. awesome. She led an effort, along with Mid-Missouri Legal Services, to create forms that are friendly for defendants who are getting sued by their tenants who don't want to leave. And I think that's good because not every landlord's like Mr. Moneybags Mm -hmm. or Monopoly. Like a lot of them just have saved up pennies and nickels to have a duplex that they're just for extra money and trying to build their wealth. And so it's not like they have a whole lot of extra money to lay out for attorneys to defend them when they have challenging tenants. So kudos to her. Well, especially with rising mortgage interest rates, harder and harder to be a landlord if you have any sort of loan on your property. So good for good for her. Definitely. And uh, other in other news, there's a 17 year old who passed the bar and Munhau might be prosecuting your case. We'll have to talk about that. How much time do we have before the break? Are we doing okay? We're doing okay. Okay. So this 17 year old passed the bar. He's the youngest person in California history to pass the bar exam, according to the county district attorney's office, where he now works. That's what grabbed my attention here. At Mm -hmm. 13, as friends were finishing eighth grade, Peter Park was starting law school. A year later, law school normally takes three years, okay? A year later, he was finishing freshman year's finals day by day and passed his first major law school exam by night. Wow. And this past July, he took the bar exam, and now he beat the previous record holder who did so at 18 years old. But he's working at the district attorney's office how old was he when he went to law school 13 wow did he pass on his first try oh yeah because doesn't it take a couple tries sometimes not for me (laughs) (laughs) my lesson here is law school can be that hard i don't know (laughs) well this kid's very bright and book smart but the thing is and this is not well known people always get mad at judges the lowliest prosecutor in the district uh, county attorney's office or whatever, it, they call it a deputy, he's a deputy district attorney, has more power than the presiding judge. They get to decide who to char- whether or not to charge, what yeah. charges to bring, whether to make a plea deal. 
They really wield enormous power over people's lives. And while this kid may be very book smart, does he know enough about like how family dynamics work or just life to be making decisions about the outcomes of people's lives at that age? I don't. I don't can't know. Even vote yet, and yeah, he's deciding. Vote. Yeah, but you're. I mean, can't, you're right. Can't Pos- smoke. <laughs> can't get <laughs> a tattoo. Smoke, let's be clear. <laughs> Shouldn't get a tattoo either, right. in my yeah. opinion. He could get uh, change his gender though in California if he <laughs> hey, wanted to. Go to, to. Wash you. They'll do it for yeah. you. <laughs> Real snappy. I'm sure they could take care of him out there, but I don't know. This makes me uncomfortable. This story, but that's interesting. Good for him for. Uh, Getting that accomplished, I guess he didn't care about having a childhood at all or playing outside with friends, but not everyone does. What was his name? Is it in the article? Peter Park. Peter P- Park. Very oh. close to Peter Parker. <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> yeah, maybe he also has a secret identity as a crime I was going to say, he's going to use the spidey sense in the courtroom. Yeah, I bet that was his favorite superhero <laughs> growing up. That was my kid's favorite superhero, Spider-Man. Oh, man. So, and that Virginia Democrat... That got in trouble right before the election because mm-hmm. she was live sex streaming oh, yeah. uh, sex with her husband for coins or clicks or whatever. <clears throat> she claims that she's the victim. Can you believe this? Uh, uh, is that what the tape shows? Or Well, she says that she's the victim because when she was streaming online, it was private to the people she was live streaming to that were like subscribed to her channel mm. and giving oh, her tokens like and clicks and all this. And that it was recorded, and Republican operatives recorded it and distributed it around. But my thing is, this wasn't something you did at 17. This was something that you did at 40 years old and a year later ran for office. Mm-hmm. And I know, I don't think that it's our business what you do in your bedroom, but you, this is something that you at 40 thought was smart to do a year before you run for office and, and stream on and- the internet. You could have foreseen... Someone could record that. She stuff. really screwed herself. Uh. Like everyone's like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm here all week, folks. <laughs> if they're if they're paying to, she took money watch for this, it. They're going to be screen yeah. capturing it because they might want to. I don't know. Enjoy that experience again. Like that is a foreseeable thing. So yeah, that's. I hate that she's like calling herself a victim and saying that. These people committed crimes. Well, she's uncomfortable, so... <laughs> well, she's lost her race. Even well, she though... had run up against a 17-year-old prosecutor. Oh. oh. <laughs> he can't even view the evidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, don't go away. We have a quick break, and then we have John Marsh has some things to tell you about next on Wake Up Mid-Missouri on the Zimmer Radio Network. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. News, analysis, and opinion. Free of charge from Wake Up Mid-Missouri. And that would be all. Except for this. You might call these guys pot thieves. Literally, four men charged over the theft of an 18-carat golden toilet from a palace in southern England where it was kept as an art exhibit after an early morning heist. The fully functioning toilet was worth 4.8 million pounds, which is 6 million bucks. It weighed 225 pounds, and it was on display at Blenheim Palace. The cops in England said they... The guys apparently showed up at 5 a.m. in the morning with two vehicles and took the toilet, named America, 
by the artist. Oh. This is this is Blenheim <laughs> Palace, which is the birthplace and ancestral home of Winston Churchill. And one of the one of the cops said maybe they'd gotten their thrones confused. <laughs> There's no word on this if they maybe their next stop was uh, Shoji Tabuchi's Theater in Branson to go after his golden fixtures in his bathroom. So now you know the rest of that story. If anybody tries to sell you a, a golden toilet, you might be suspicious. So they got away with it? Apparently so. Wow. That is a lot of gold. $6 toilet. million dollars worth of solid gold. I was going to say, do you try to melt it down and you know sell the gold that way, or do you just try to sell the whole toilet again? If you don't want to get caught, True. you probably want to melt that puppy down. <laughs> Because how many <laughs> solid gold toilets are going to be on the market, you know? That's true. Why is it named America? That yeah, yeah, rubs me the wrong way. Rude. Some Italian artist, conceptual artist, they called him, and he named it America. Talk about a royal flush. Yeah. There you go. Jelly. Or jelly of America. <laughs> That's why. Oh, Haters going to hate on America. Yeah, and also I'm just thinking logistically stealing a toilet seems like it would be clunky and awkward and you think you'd get caught but maybe not that'd be heavy that'd be heavy it, it feels like you know people don't pay attention to plumbers or tradesmen it feels like it was uh you know made for a movie <laughs> this escapade to steal a toilet yeah it does mario and luigi mustaches pasted on that's that's definitely how they did it <laughs> coming up obviously through the sewer to break sure. in right oh i wow. can see it <laughs> Well, there it is, in a in a nutshell, so to speak. In a nutshell. All right. Well, we had other stories that we've been like trying to get to, and uh, what were they? Taylor, help me out here. We have all kinds of stuff to talk about next hour about these college presidents are resigning mm-hmm. or being asked to resign. Uh, uh, Elon Musk took let Alex Jones back on X. Yeah. And also joined a live chat thing with him over the weekend. So he had said, yes, we're going to continue this permanent ban. He changed his mind and let Alex Jones back. It was suggesting that I follow Alex Jones this morning on uh, my ex, and I did not yet. But uh, there are a lot of free speech implications involved with a lot of these stories with regard to the college presidents, the testimony um, to to Congress by these college presidents, and they have gotten some resignations, so we're going to get into all of that. And the Wisconsin Board of Regents uh, rejected a GOP Assembly funding deal that would freeze DEI initiatives and require free speech, a free speech introductory course for freshmen. So lots going on with these college campuses. But you know the big problem, I think? Why are these university presidents ever weighing in on a news story anyway? Mm -hmm. Like, they're not the president of the United States. You're the president of a college. George Floyd dies. Why did they all have to say anything about it at all? Moon Choi would never. Yeah. yeah. Well. Well, I don't know that. I mean, I don't know <laughs> if Mizzou said anything about that, but they seem to all, this really came to bear with that. So then other things come up and they're like, well, what do you think about this? And that's not really their job. Why do I care what a university president thinks about things? Didn't this really start in like here at Mizzou, 2015, the concerned student, 1859, when they, they ousted Tim Wolf, uh, what was that, eight yeah. years ago? Um, and since Kid then, on the hunger strike. Yeah, chancellors and university presidents are demanded by faculty and left-leaning 
students to you know opine and and provide commentary on any issue of the day that the left wants and so yeah. i you're absolutely right but it's it's the faculty and students over there that are uh they're holding pitchforks against these university presidents to give them what they want yeah well i think it's a mistake to do so but we'll talk about some of those stories and more next on wake up men missouri on the zimmer radio network oh, man, 